Welcome to the Semi-Balanced Podcast. I am Julie, and I have with me a beautiful guest. Her name is Sarah Goodman. Um, She deals with light language and connecting to the stars and star beings. Um, She does this beautiful artwork by drawing her energy, the energy, and then she translates it. So basically like a psychic reading and a beautiful art form. So um, I'm going to go ahead and um, I want all my listeners just to please, you know, have a clear, empowered intentions, you know, set them aside and say, this is what I want for this. And um, hopefully you get something out of this. I'm sure you will. And hopefully you can, I'm going to have her give you all her handles so you can get a hold of her um, because you're going to totally want to. Um, so hi Sarah, how are you? Hi, hi Julie, I'm really good. Okay. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. Um, so I brought you on here um, basically because the artwork you do, you translate it. I mean, can you can you talk about that? So, so basically, I draw pictures of people's energy, how I see it. Um, And I put that down on paper and then I translate what I get from the picture. So I'm kind of using the picture like an oracle card, I guess, because I'm using my intuition to see what is on the picture. And then I will give a reading what I'm picking up from their picture. That's kind of it. Okay, that that's that is fantastic. I I was so intrigued by it. I'm like, wow, this lady is fascinating on so many levels. Um, so we had some conflicting lately. I feel like there's like a barrier here that is like, I feel like I've been trying to connect with you. And then it's like, ah, things have been happening. But um, we finally got connected. And I'm so happy about that. Um, so what I want to ask you is like, when you were growing up, like how old were you when you discovered, hey, I can, you know, this is what I can do. I mean, explain that. That has oh. to be kind of crazy. So it's, a re- it's been a really long journey. And obviously you don't, well, I didn't decide, I never even knew this existed, like the drawing part that I could do this until a few years ago. But so it's been a massive journey. So when I was a child, I would be, I was super sensitive. Like the main thing I remember from childhood was Sarah, stop being so sensitive. I'm too sensitive. I used to see things at night. I would, I mean, the first thing was when I was about two and I wouldn't go outside if I saw a full moon. I was petrified of a full, full moon. My parents were like, oh, like what? <laughs> we've got a weird child here. And then a few years later, I used to see things at night, like things would happen. I'd get a weird sensation. Then it's as if something took over my body, took over my eyesight, um, distorted my vision. I'd kind of see different dimensions or everything would move and shift. Um, I'd, or it would feel like something was pushing me out of my body. Like I just had loads of weird kind of things going on psychic stuff seeing um energy seeing spirit not being scared of certain people for no reason all that kind of typical sort of psychic kind of phenomenon but my parents were like no it's just a bad dream they totally kind of um 
didn't validate what I was experiencing or so I just thought I was like broken or I just thought something was really wrong with me because I was so different you know to everyone else and and with I was so shy I wouldn't talk to anyone I was just like (laughs) as a difficult child and um but those experiences instead of like now I think well that's really cool but as a child I was just petrified I was like I don't know what's happening and it's really scary and no one could help me so it led me to really kind of like leave my body and not connect with my body because I didn't feel safe I didn't feel you know good at all um so that led me on a path of like really rebellious bad behavior um taking lots of drugs just like because I didn't I didn't feel I was connected to my body at all and that that was for most of my life I feel more sort of um, connected to spirit than I did to my physical self um, so I did really risky behavior and just didn't care about my body um, that ended up in a Chinese prison basically um, so I was in a Chinese prison for eight months that was like extreme then I got home. Then I started like things settled down a little bit, you know, I got with my partner, started having kids and things kind of got a bit more normal. Um, And all during that time, I kind of like was interested in psychic stuff, you know, psychic development, healing, all collecting crystals and that. Um, And I really started practicing that, you know, I don't know, about 20 years ago. Um, I did, you know, Reiki training and all the kind of normal healing modalities. I did that. And I kind of, yeah, the thing is my confidence always let me down. I always knew that I had a gift, but I was never confident enough because I thought all those things that had happened in my life were down to me that something, you know, I wasn't very good because I created all these crazy bad things happening in my life. Like why? so I just didn't have any confidence in my beliefs and so it's taken a long time to really trust my healing and trust my intuition and I think um just the last sort of few years because I wouldn't do any public speaking or talking like this even just about two or three years ago I I mean I dropped out of university to avoid doing presentations because I just couldn't speak I have massive panic about talking in front of people. It was awful. But I managed to heal so much stuff. And then and then I kind of knew that the people that visited me when I was a child, I kind of knew they were star beings because I'd always had kind of this connection to the stars. I'd always had this knowing that there was like, I saw three UFOs during my life. And I've always had this kind of UFO kind of thing going on. Um, and I realized the things that happened to me were kind of other beings trying to take over my body. And so I kind of got more interested in sort of star beings and UFOs and aliens and that. And then then I heard about light language, um, but I didn't think I could actually do it because I hated speaking. So like the idea of actually speaking light language is like, no way, it's not something I'm going to do. Um, and I went on a workshop and it was like quite traumatic because... I was like, no, no, I can't do it. I can't speak. I can't even speak English very well, let alone <laughs> like light language. Um, but I managed to do it. And then they said, you could actually draw it. Why don't you try drawing it? And I was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Because I'd always been interested in art and, you know, quite crafty and artistic. Um, and then when I realized that I could combine the two, like sort of this channel in this light language and putting it on paper, um, that's just when I really kind of um, thought, oh, yeah, this is like, 
all me. This is like totally what I want to do. And it just came so easily. And first of all, I started doing the pictures, but everyone's like, well, what does it mean? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I just drew the picture, but everyone wanted to know. So I had to kind of like push myself and go, okay, well, I think this means that. And they'd be like, oh, that's like spot on actually. Um, and so I was like, oh, actually I seem to be able to do this. And it just kind of developed from there really. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's it in short. Now, I, I heard about the Chinese jail. I knew that you had like, <laughs> I, I had done a little deep dive because I was trying to prepare some questions. Yeah. So um, I did know about that, but we may touch on that a little later. Um, so let's talk about what happened at Mount Shasta. Okay. So like I said, I've always had this kind of um, interest in like, aliens and all that stuff. And I knew, I didn't even know why. I knew I wanted to go to Arizona. I've always wanted to go to Arizona ever since I was like about 10 or something. And I didn't really know why, but you know, you get it in your head. I just want to go head. there. Um, and then as I you know, grew up, it's like, oh, there's this place in Arizona called Sedona. And, you know, that's quite spiritual. And, oh, and then I could go to Mount Shasta because that's like quite near it. And so, so we planned this big trip. And then when I flew in to Sedona, I just like started crying when I saw like the landscape and stuff. And I've never had that experience before, but it really, it just reminded me of like, it felt like home. It felt, but it felt like a, another planet home. You know, it felt like, this is my home planet. This is what it looks like. These rocks look really familiar. And I just had this massive kind of emotion. Um, and so I went there first and that was good. You know, I had some weird sort of energy stuff going on. And then a few days later, we went to Mount Shasta. Um, and then I had like these massive kind of um, uh, visions of being taken by these aliens and kind of being like almost on a quiz show or like a stand-up show going, oh, Sarah's back from Earth. And what have you learned from Earth then, Sarah? What are you going to tell us about? And as if I was like a scout or a guide and they're like, oh, tell us all about it then. And it was kind of like that. And, and, and I really got a sense like that, oh, actually I am like, it all makes sense. I'm not just this crazy person that doesn't fit in on Earth. If I'm, I am, because that's it makes sense because I'm not from Earth and I do have more memories from these other places and now I under it kind of all just slotted into place then and and then that kind of led to the light language starting and lots of other stuff so yeah it was a big kind of um, activation I'd say or that's great now for my listeners and myself included um light language let's okay. just talk about that like what exactly is it yeah so i guess different people have different you know explanations some people say it's like their soul that's been channeled but i don't really think it is because it, it doesn't feel like it comes from me it comes from outside so simply it's kind of just like a sound healing it's just a vibrational healing um, obviously we are all energy and energy is run by vibrations and so different vibrations can affect us um, but it's an energy that comes from like a galactic source or from you know a different kind of um, place other than earth um, and that's how I just describe it as like a, a, a vibrational healing tool that's from not from earth 
Okay. Wow. That's that's cool. Okay. <laughs> and obviously, light language as well. Even though it's a language, it's not normally translated like word for word. It's kind of like more like an energy, um, and you can pick up different um, energy from different like galactic races and you can tell the different kind of energy or the different sort of intention behind it but I can't translate it like a language but and obviously other people express it so I express it mostly on paper in art and other people have like hand movements some people you know just talk it some people sing it some people do massive big movements doing everything and so there's a few different ways it can be expressed through a person. Oh, that's crazy. I think it's so funny that you, you know, you're like, oh, I'm so afraid to talk and I'm so afraid. <laughs> Yet you, <laughs> you like translate language <laughs> for, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's funny. It just, I do, but um, it's beautiful at the same point. So, um, so you were in a Chinese prison yes <laughs> yes do you mind talking about this I don't mind no no okay great um yeah I did I did hear that you were in a Chinese prison and how mentally how emotionally I mean can you just talk about what kind of toll that took on you because yeah I can't imagine your spiritual growth like exceeded during that time. so Again, in my life, it seems like everyone else will have like a few weird experiences, or whatever. I will always see, oh, I shouldn't even say this because it's like I'm creating the same thing yeah. happening again. Yeah. But I do seem to have extreme situations happen in my life. Like, so when I was in Hong Kong, loads of people have been arrested for like miles more times. Like, this is my first offense, and I had like $10, 10 quids worth of drugs on me. So, tiny amount first time everyone was like no one ever ever goes to prison for that ever like you know other people have been arrested 20 times or whatever and they just had fines so I had no thought that I was going to go to prison that day but I did pick a card in the morning like a oracle card and it said retreat and it said it's a time for women to be alone a barren time and I was like oh that's a bad sign but my friend was like, no, don't worry. And we just overrode it. But obviously the card was completely correct. Um, and so, I, had, so I, I really think it was like an experience that, you know, was meant to happen, you know, and it kind of set me up because that's where I really focused on meditation because it was extreme. I mean, they, you know, we were put in first of all it was a maximum security prison for the first few months which Chinese maximum security prison is like they cut all your hair off you can't move you can't stand up you can't do anything without a guard's permission it's all it's very like the army you've got to walk two by two like marching um it was just absolutely extreme and I was withdrawing from hard drugs at the time as well like completely cold turkey so that's bad enough on its own, but put that inside a Chinese prison. I didn't speak Chinese at the time either. So yeah, like sensory overload, it was intense. But that's, I the only thing I knew was like, I need to like meditate or else I'm just gonna like lose the plot. So I really learned to like focus my mind and to meditate. And I think that's what got me through because yeah, it was really extreme. It's some really bad 
stories I could tell you I don't know if you want to know some stories about it or but yeah, it was very had, extreme you had stories about it but um do you ever reflect on it as perhaps it was like the universe putting me in a timeout and letting me reflect on my behavior and my like for your highest self to get to where you needed to go yeah no, you totally. That I, that's, you yeah, know. that's what I mean. That's why it seems so weird. Like, because no one else had got put there. They'd all, right. but I needed to for whatever reason to put right. me on the right course. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just that's that's great. I just think the way the universe sends us messages. I trust me. I've been on the bad end of that message a lot of my life. I mean, I literally just started finding my highest self, like, you know, mm. a couple of years ago. So I'm late in the game, but I've never been more happy and never feel like I like can see for the first time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I understand. I understand. And I look back at a lot of the things and it was because I was stubborn and because I was, you know, I wasn't I listening. I wasn't accepting, you know? I know, so, I know. I know. I, I look back and I'm like, wow, it's just funny how, you know, the universe does that. It's crazy. Yes. Um, but it is also just proof that you got to walk the path. I mean, to be a strong healer, anything, you really have to walk the path. And and know and feel and you know I mean even as an empath or anything else I mean you you literally have to be able to go through it to understand it yeah so um I think that's that's fantastic um I did hear that um did you become a a um doula yes oh, I'm okay. an end of life doula as well I know I heard that and I was like oh please please expand on that so again that's something that kind of started quite young um I, the first time I walked to the shops on my own as a kid like I don't know it must have been eight or something um I saw someone um ride their motorbike into a tree and die and I could I was kind of standing back a little bit and these adults were trying to resuscitate this person but it was clear you know I mean I knew he died they didn't but I did and I could see them all panicking. I'm like, why are they all panicking? He's dead. Like, I don't know why I was so kind of calm, but this dead body. But I went home and I told my parents and they were like, no, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, no, I just saw someone die. And again, they didn't accept it. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't think obviously at the time because I was only a child, but looking back, I'm like, why? I don't know. I didn't know why they won't believe what I was saying. I mean, anyway, so, so I, knew that I viewed death quite differently and again when I was still young um there's this thing about I stole a book from the library which was a book on reincarnation because I just knew I needed that information and it was really like I just had to have that book I've never stolen anything in my life but that book on reincarnation like I needed it and the information just made so much sense to me and I'm like this yeah this like so all along my life, I've kind of had these clues that I've kind of have helped me. So I knew that I viewed death differently. And then when my kids were really little, I was quite um, like isolated and alone. My kids were 
difficult. And so I started volunteering at the Samaritans. I didn't really think why I started the Samaritans as opposed to volunteering somewhere else. But, you know, obviously I was guided because that's the place I needed to be. And then I'd be talking to people as, you know, as they're potentially ending their life. You don't really know if they die or not because the phone line just goes dead and you're like, I don't know if they're dead or not, but I was the last person to speak to them and maybe I've made a difference. And, and I just thought that was like so sacred and so powerful. And I couldn't believe that people like didn't take it so seriously. I'm like, you're talking to someone like, who's like at the end of their life, that's like the most precious kind of gift you can give someone like to give them that you're, they've got no one else like, and you're giving them your time potentially you know at the end of their life and I just thought it was so sacred so I wanted to do more um and I did mediumship work already then and then I so I did the Samaritans and then I heard about the end of life doulas and like well that's the missing bit in the middle because I'm speaking to people before they die and I'm speaking to souls after they die and now I can be with them as they die um so I started training and I started volunteering in a hospice and it's just amazing. I mean, I mean, our society is really bad with death and end of life stuff. It's absolutely appalling. People dying on their own in massive hospital wards and all sorts of bad things go on. Um, so if you can just be with a family and just take away a little bit of their fear or, you know, we're not even doing massive stuff. We're just holding space for them and taking away a bit of fear but it's life changing, you know, if you can be with someone and help them transform the way they die. So they're not in fear that affects the whole of their family. And, you know, the ripples just go out and out and yeah, I just absolutely love it. It's yeah. Really, really passionate about that. Wow. That's, that's great. I, and I am in agreement. I don't, I just think we don't do enough for, for, they're dying. I know, I know. It's really bad. And there's like just some things you can do, you know, instead of like, um, like in England, if one, when someone dies, they ring an undertaker and they won't have researched it probably. They just ring the first person that's in the book and two men will come in black suits who look like bouncers and you won't, you know, you feel a bit intimidated. You don't want to speak to these big men in suits and you're like, oh, okay, just take away and you yeah. know, and they're taking away your loved one and in like a big plastic bag, literally. Yeah, and it's yeah. <laughs> horrible. And but or you could, you know, have a nice felt cover put over it or a silk thing. And you can be asked, do you want to help? You know, we can help you do it together. And, you know, it's just little things. So people feel included. And but it's all about like giving your power away. You know, all of our society, we're like, oh, we don't want to deal with that. We're just you know someone else will deal with it and I think that we've given it away too much and now we need to like reclaim some of our power and you know especially yeah. when it's to do with our loved ones and like death and birth and all that kind of stuff a hundred percent exactly we have it for birth like when I heard end of life I was like she's at end of life that is fantastic I mean the heart you have to have is just amazing Honestly, I was like, wow, that takes a lot. It, it takes a lot. And I like, think, go ahead. Because of my spiritual beliefs, I think that just, you know, that's, I just know that, you know, people don't die, obviously, and the spirit goes on and I can communicate with them. So for me, it doesn't feel like this big, scary ending, you know? 
um, which I think lots of people who don't have faith, it's obviously it's a massive trauma because they're like, well, suddenly it's all gone. And, you know, so I think having a, having some sort of faith is massive. And then you can be able to do this, go into situations that other people don't want to go in because you can see more, you know. And you can, and that's, you can most definitely. <laughs> um, that is amazing. Um, now, I know you ha had some webinars, I think last month um, that you were doing. Do you have anything upcoming that my listeners need to? Yeah, so I've got on my website, there's a couple of courses. There's a course to like remember your light language because I think it is more about remembering your connection rather than learning it. Um, so there's a little mini course on that. And there's also a larger course about um, kind of owning your um, full expression of who you are, you know, because so many healers and sensitive people, we've because we're sensitive, we have a harder time in, you know, being able to show up and, you know, share our truth of who we are. So it can take quite a lot of um, gentle encouragement and, you know, <laughs> persuasion right. to get us out there. So, you know, and I've, totally had that journey myself so I can help others on that um and there's also a website called um starseedu.com where I've got some little mini courses again and they're really cheap ones like 20 dollars and stuff like that and there's, there's a little course about like meeting different star beings like there's one for Syrians one for you know Arcturians one for Palladians and so now yeah, how do you know which one to meet I mean how do you know where you're from well, on my website, there is a little quiz I've made that will tell you which energy you hold the most of, because I don't really believe you come from one place. You know, people are like, oh, I'm Palladian or whatever. And it's like, well, it's not really like that because, you know, you don't just come from one place. It's, but it, you, you probably have an expression of more from one place than another, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's right. a quiz on my website that will tell you where you're likely to have come from more likely than other places. Okay. And would you like to tell everybody what that website is? Yeah. So it's www.lightlanguage.co.uk. And I do quite a lot on Instagram and that's um, light language. No, it's not. It's light codes. Under, no, it's, not. it's light language underscore codes. Light language codes underscore codes. Okay. So www.lightlanguage.co.uk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would like to make sure that's in the show notes with this episode also. I'm going to so, make it all convenient so they can just, you know, go to the show notes and know how to get you however, yeah, however they great. want. Um, so... I was thinking if you would be kind enough, um, would you lead us on a meditation? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Would you like, oh, I know what we can do. I had one that I was thinking about uh, creating today, so I'll, I'll try and do it. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. Okay, right. Let me just think for a second. Okay. So if you close your eyes, I invite you to call your energy back first. So any energy that you've lost, leaked or given away, call it back to you now. 
is yours, so it will come back easily. And when it comes back, it's going to be cleared, cleansed, and detoxified. So you call back anything you've lost, leaked, or given away. Call it back to you, cleared, cleansed, and detoxified. And then I want you to see in your eye or just know that you're sitting outside and you've got the stars above you. And the stars are all sparkling and glittering. And one of them catches your attention more than the others. And you really feel that it's kind of, you know, sending you a message, trying to get your attention. So you focus on it a little bit more and the light gets a bit bigger. And then it kind of makes a spotlight. So it's shining directly at you. <laughs> is sending its light directly to your heart, a connection between that star and your heart. And it's like a spotlight, like a beam of light from the star directly going into your heart. And as you look at the beam of light, you can see like some movement in it. It's not just a beam of light, there's like shapes in it. There's different colors. And the shapes may be like some circles or some squares, maybe some symbols, and they're going directly into your heart. And your heart knows what these symbols and shapes mean. It instantly recognizes what your body needs from these shapes. And as it goes into your heart, it's starting to spread out into the rest of your body. So it's getting larger, like a beam, like a ball of light coming out of your heart, getting larger and larger as it takes up the whole of your body. And these shapes and these symbols are all swirling around you now. And it's going into your muscles and it's going into your bones and it's going into your blood and it's changing any blocks or any stagnant energy that you've got in your body. These codes and this light and it's just clearing away any blocks, anything that's heavy, anything that's old that shouldn't be there. It's going into the blood, into every single cell of your body into your DNA and it's just resetting your energy, your DNA, your whole being to what you originally set the intention when you came to earth. It's sending you back to that original vibration that you came to earth with before anything bad happened or earth distorted it. And it's clearing away the old things and just making you re-emerge as this new, well, it's not a new version of yourself. It's just the old version coming back. And your body easily lets go of the things it doesn't need. And this light is just shining through you now. And you can see it in a bubble around you. We don't want it leaking out everywhere. So we've got a 
bubble around us, your aura, which is going to contain these lights and these codes. And then just take a couple of really nice deep breaths and really know that this is going to continue long after this meditation is finished and your body will just continue to absorb this light and you can return to it and you're just going to continue to let go and re-emerge as the version of yourself that you should be. Yeah. That was that was fantastic. I really got deep in that. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I yeah, that was that was great. Cool. Um, thank you very much for that. That's all right. <sighs> okay. Well, um, I knew this was going to be a beautiful, a beautiful um, talk, but I am going to ask you a series of like 10 questions. They're just okay. healing questions. Okay. Um, what is the greatest lesson that you've ever learned? Hmm. Greatest lesson. I guess it's like something like just to be yourself I mean it sounds so simple but like I don't know for me it was really hard um but I think yeah just to try and be yourself and not compare and not try and I mean it's really difficult to because you see everyone else and then they're not the same so you're like oh but yeah just to trust that you're the way you are for a reason and that there are gifts in that okay I like that uh, what are you learning now? Uh, probably the same thing. <laughs> just, just more of that. <laughs> more, more of that. Okay, that works too. Um, how has failure shaped your life? Yeah, I don't really see it. I try and see it as everything as not as a failure, but just like as a detour. It's like, oh, you just changed direction. Like a... Uh, pivot it's like oh yeah so try not to see it as failure just as just as unexpected change of direction and because because I trust you know that everything that I am guided and I've been shown throughout my life that you know things will always work out even when I don't think they are so yeah it's just a change of direction it's not failure I I agree I look at failure as a teacher yeah, yeah. we just learn from it and then yeah. you know we get up and try again as long as we're you know, didn't give up. That's yeah. That's yeah. Um, all right. Who do you know that I should know? Mm. <laughs> so there's a, oh, there's a lady called Nicola McCarthy who does, uh, oh, she does loads of stuff. So she's a, she's just started doing light language, but she's a medium. She's a healer, but she does loads of stuff with food. She's really, really good with food and energetics of food. Um, and I thought I knew quite a lot about nutrition and food and stuff, but the way she teaches it and the way she talks about it um, is really kind of deep. Even like the way you cook it, like cooking on um, with natural fire instead of um, like gas. Like, no, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she'd be good because she, she's got a lot of knowledge about um, energy and food and stuff. Ooh, that would be exciting. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Um, would you mind putting me in touch with her? Or yeah, like no, definitely. Contact right on. Yeah. 
Um, what have you read that I should read? Written, re read a book. What was it called? No, do you, was it a book you said? What book have yes, I read? What have you read? Yes. Ooh. Oh dear. I haven't read a book for ages actually, <laughs> but I'm looking at them here. <laughs> I don't really read books. I just always get like, um, you know, like, I don't know, what do I get? <laughs> Audio books? Well, yeah, but self-help type stuff, you know, like. Um, well, that's, well, uh, most of the books I read are self-help books. Okay. And most of, most of my Ooh. listeners are on that same track. No, I've got a good one. It's, hold on, let me just get the title. It's just here. Um, oh. It's by Felicity Warner. And, oh, I don't know what the title is, but it's, oh, it's um, Soul Midwife's Handbook. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's all about easy tips and tricks not tips and tricks but easy things you can do at end of life to support your loved ones because everyone's going to have to do it at right. some point and this gives you like some really basic information to how to help care for your loved ones when they're dying oh i like that yeah everyone should have it really wow okay well thank you for that one um how can i add value to you I don't know. Uh, share my stuff, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we're all here is just to lift. And then that's what I try to use my platform for is I bring on a whole bunch of different people um, yeah. that can either teach, um, have a story to share, maybe both. Um, and then, you know, spread their love. You know, yeah. let, them, let my listeners know how to get a hold of them. I mean, yeah. We're all here to lift each other. I just believe that's the way the world yeah, works. Yeah. I mean, you have just invited me on here. You've helped me. So, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful to that. Okay. Right on. Um, what has helped you the most on your healing journey? I guess having like a mentor or a teacher and not being afraid to change them. Because <laughs> I think quite often you know you only I think some people get stuck with a teacher kind of thing because they feel like oh I've been with her for five years I need to but you need to know when it's time to change and you know you've outgrown someone um so I think just having someone that's a few steps ahead of you really helps you to see actually you know I can do that because they've gone from there to there and yeah having a mentor to really help and not being not feeling like you need to stay with them <laughs> I like that one. Honestly, that's the first time I've heard that. Okay. On that question. So I like that. I like that answer. Um, what do you think is the first step to awakening your heart? Hmm. Probably. I mean, for me, it would be about just forgiving myself. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, because everyone else is like, oh, you're so hard on yourself, Sarah. You're so like giving to everyone else, but on yourself, you're like this, like strict head teacher or something. I'm so hard on myself. Um, so yeah, just like trying to be more gentle with myself or yourself. And yeah. Okay, good. Okay. I like that one too. 
Um, if you were given the opportunity to create a billboard that the entire world would see, mm. what would it say? <laughs> it would say something like, aliens are real. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, actually. That's actually really funny. I like that. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Um God, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, well, Sarah, this has been beautiful. Um, can you go ahead and tell all my listeners one more time? I'm going to link everything in the show notes, but yeah. give them your Instagram handle, uh, you know, your email, all of it. Um, yeah. So, so my website is www.lightlanguage.co.uk. My Instagram is lightlanguage underscore codes. Um, and the, I've got some mini courses on a website called starseedu.com. That probably covers it. Okay. Okay, fantastic. Um, this has been a beauty. I'm really sorry about the start of this, but <laughs> I really, you know, I can't, I don't know. Technical problems. Um, it's happened now. It's fine. We got it. We got that. Yep, we did. But um, this has been beautiful. I do plan on, you know, maybe staying in touch with you and mm. catching, you know, one of your courses and and definitely learning more about this because yeah. I'm intrigued. I I find I find what you do very fascinating. Um. I would love to expand my knowledge a little and cool. Yeah, no, definitely we stay in touch. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm gonna um call it a day, but thank you very much. You have a beautiful night. And you. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It's been really fun and yeah, it's just been really cool. I love doing things like this. Even though a year ago, I'd have said I hated doing things like this. So yeah. <laughs> I love hearing you say that. You're like, oh, I love doing things like this. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I surprised myself then. I'm like, what? Is that me saying that? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. No, and you're just so beautiful to talk to. You, you always have a smile on your face. It's just been... <laughs> You know, I was like, wow, this lady is amazing. So <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Take yeah. care. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.